Hi, Lauren. Hi, Sam. Are you ready to talk about Legends of the Fall? I am, because after all, we, we are, are the Watchers of Movies. Back again. Here we are. <laughs> Hello. Yep. Yes. Another week with uh, Legends of the Fall. But first... We do have a little topic, yeah. which, um, this one I took in a, a little bit of an unorthodox direction from what the original topic was, so I think it will be interesting to hear our choices, because we're going to have slightly different, like, reasonings behind our choices. Okay. So, what we decided on was inappropriate relationships, like, the example being, like, Lolita-type yeah. relationships. <laughs> yep. Well, the, the gist of it being, I couldn't really think of many of that nature off the top of my head, but I could think of some relationships that are a little bit weird that I didn't like in movies and that were similar to Legends of the Fall type. Oh, okay. So I, I went that direction. So you... Uh, you want to go first? Yes, I will go first. Okay. So my first one is Juno. Okay. You Have you seen Juno? I have, yep. So something about Juno that... I don't understand why it was in there, and I wish it wasn't. Was Jason Bateman developing feelings for Juno? That was really weird. I don't understand why in any of his realities he would think that she, a, a high school student, still in high school, right. would be interested in being in a relationship with him, and he like decided to leave his wife yeah. and then yeah. just sort of put that information on her shoulders. The situation was so well. It's so like, weird. He's like, I left my wife. I thought you'd be happy. And she's like, I'm 16. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, I don't have any feelings about the and fact that you left your wife. Like, she just, and she said, like, her her emotions were perfect. She said, I just like being a fly on the wall in your weird life. Yeah. Like, she just wanted to be part of their life because she was giving them her child and they were interesting to her. Right, right. And the whole scenario was, like, really fascinating. And he took it in a way weird and inappropriate yeah. direction. And I never... I, and I really like the movie Juno, but I never understood why that was part of it. I can understand him getting cold feet and, like, maybe leaving his wife because he's like, this is not what I want. But the extra bit of him thinking that Juno wants to be in a relationship with him and actually like <laughs> so going, weird. like moving forward so far as to <clears throat> present her with that opportunity. I, wh what is that ever okay? Well, and she's 16. Yeah. What's going to happen between you two? Like she's, she's not even, she's got two years left of high school. Yeah. Like, yeah. That was, I agree. That was weird. And it, it would, it would be one thing if it was like the movie was, that was like what the movie was about. Right. Was their relationship. That's one thing. But I totally agree. It was kind of out of left field. And I I was like... I don't like it. I, the movie's really good. Everything else about the movie I really like. Yeah, I love Jason Bateman. I'm yeah, a huge Jason too. Bateman fan. So, but yeah, I, I just remember being like, um, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> so like, yeah, because they're like dancing, like they're joking about high school prom. Oh yeah, they're and like she's dance. playing music and they dance. And I think the dancing is a really kind of a sweet moment because he's he's almost... Like a father figure to her in this instance because she's he's going to become a father to her child. Right. So it's innocent at that point. That doesn't bother me. But then he says something of like about like I got an apartment in the city. I'm going to be moving out, and it's just so creepy. Yeah. And, and then weird. he goes like, I thought you'd be happy. Yeah. And she's like, 
no. Yeah. Like, this is not my intent. So, anyway, what's yours? Okay, so, um, the first one is a twofer. Ooh. So, have you ever seen White Bird in a Blizzard? No. Okay, it's not that great. I wouldn't recommend it, honestly. It's... You've sold me. <laughs> it's, I watched it because Ava Green's in it, and I love her. Oh, yeah. I like her as well. <laughs> um... So Shailene Woodley and Thomas Jane have like a relationship because oh, the mom okay. disappears. So she, Ava Green plays the mom and <clears throat> he's like, I think he's like the cop, from what I remember, he's like the cop trying to figure out like what happened to her mom and they start like sleeping together. And of course. <laughs> there's this scene where Shailene Woodley's talking to Gabori Sidibe and she's like, she's like, he's so manly. He's like cock and balls. And I was just like. Okay, <laughs> like, but the way that she was like describing it, like she's like, oh, I can still smell him on my skin. It was just super. That's a weird thing to say to someone. Like, I think if you're writing in a journal or you're thinking about how excited you are about someone, <laughs> and you can sort of like still catch their essence. That's one thing, but to say that to somebody, that's like bordering on creepy. Yeah, well, you know, it's a weird, like, creepy yeah. situation. And then Christopher Maloney and uh, Shiloh Fernandez also have a relationship, and Shiloh Fernandez is her boyfriend, Shailene Woodley's boyfriend. And he has a relationship with Christopher Maloney? Uh, Sh- uh, Shiloh Fernandez does, oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It's, I mean, the the thing about that the movie... The age difference in that relationship is, is odd. Yeah. Well, in both of them. Yeah. You know? I yeah. mean, but... The, the thing about that, that movie is that it's an interesting story, but it's not done well. Yeah. So, like, and Shailene Woodley, I'm not that big of a fan of her. I've only really seen her in, like, what is that show? Um, oh, the God, what is American, that? American Teenager. Yeah, that was... God, that show was really bad. <laughs> Everyone on that show could, like, not The Secret act. Life of an American <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Yeah. 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 It was, um, I think I watched maybe the first season, and after that I was like, so I don't really care what happens. It's, right. This is dumb. So, I want to see, um, that one that she's in with Nicole Kidman, the show. Oh, Big yeah. Little Lies. Big Little Lies. Little, yeah, Big Little Lies. Yeah. That looks really interesting, but isn't that on, like, Showtime or HBO or something? I think so. Um, okay, so what's your next one? So my next one is slightly off the books. It's not necessarily inappropriate. It's just a love story that has always driven me crazy, and I've had many shower discussions about it, or as Mike calls them, <laughs> lawnmower discussions. Oh, and <laughs> wait, wait, so I'm guessing a shower discussion is when you're in the shower by yourself and you're like ranting. Yeah. Okay. And I'm winning the argument of every course. time. <laughs> and I saw this movie when I was in high school, like early high school, maybe even junior high. It's wait, wait, wait. Called... So let me ask you a question. So lawnmower discussions are when he's mowing the lawn. Yeah, it's the same thing. It's just like <laughs> okay. the conversations you have. I love that. Yeah. I love it too. I think it's awesome. <laughs> lawnmower discussions. I've never heard that. I like it. Yeah. Anyway, go on. It's called Funny Face. Okay. And it's with Audrey Hepburn and Fred Astaire. Okay. So they have a love story in this movie and it's the most unbelievable and unromantic <laughs> love story I've ever seen. The age difference between them is thir- over 30 years and Basically, kind of weird. It's it's just a way to shoehorn two megastars into a movie and make them fall in love in the most awkward and like ill-conceived way possible. So she's so full of life in the movie. Audrey Hepburn is she she's like into philosophy and she works at a bookstore and he's a photographer for like a magazine I think. And they come to her bookstore and they make a mess of her bookstore and they like totally ignore her. And they want to do a photo shoot there, and then they leave it in shambles. And then 
there's just so many things that happen, and he doesn't understand. <laughs> I don't know if that you can hear that over the audio, whoever, but that's uh, that was the ice maker in the <laughs> freezer. So, <laughs> and like she's into these like philosophy theories and stuff, and he just like he doesn't care about things she's interested in. He doesn't care about her like spirit. He just thinks she has a pretty face, and they somehow fall in love. And it's awful. It's not a believable love story. It's not good in any sense. It's just like they have, here's Audrey Hepburn, a beautiful young rising star who's, I think, 27 in real life when the movie is made. And here's Fred Astaire. He's in the golden hours of his career. Not quite as famous as he used to be, but famous because of how famous he was. Right. He's 67, I think, almost 70. Oh, my lord. (laughs) And they let's, worse than me. let's put them in a movie together and make them fall in love, but they don't have any chemistry. Oh, that's too it's bad. It's not good, and I don't even know. I mean, I don't think Fred Astaire is that good of an actor. I think he made a name for himself because he can dance and sing. Right. I don't think I've but ever seen a Fred Astaire movie. Anyway, I the movie makes me angry. I still get angry thinking about it, and <laughs> so I would. I'm gonna actually lead into something, or ask you a question. Have you ever seen Sabrina with Audrey Hepburn? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. That one I also felt like uh, Humphrey Bogart and yeah. Audrey Hepburn really had, like, no chemistry. Yep. So while I was watching Legends of the Fall, I'm not going to talk about that film, but Julia Ormond is in the new one. It's in the remake. Oh, yeah. That's in the 90s with, like, Greg Kinnear and uh, Harrison Ford. Yeah. And she had way more chemistry with Harrison Ford than, than um, Audrey Hepburn did with Humphrey Bogart. You yeah. know, like, like you're, because <clears throat> I watched it with a friend. I watched both of them, like, Side by side. And he was really into them. And so um, we ended up watching the second one. And I was like, I totally get what you mean when you say, like, this sec- the remake is better. Like, it's just they've got better chemistry. It's more of a believable, believable relationship. Whereas, like, Humphrey Bogart, like, again, a little too old for her. It felt inappropriate, like, age-wise. And it was just like, uh, I don't know. It, you, you just didn't feel anything with them you know you weren't rooting for them because they didn't have chemistry so you didn't care yeah and yeah and that's a good example of a movie whose like storyline i think is kind of ridiculous because her whole life is wrapped up in men yeah like she tries to commit suicide because in funny face no in sabrina she like turns on all the cars in the garage Oh, that's right. That's right. Just yeah. because the the younger brother doesn't. Oh yeah, the younger like brother is like a playboy and is yeah. sleeping with like every and other then, girl out there. Like and she goes to Paris. About him. She goes to Paris and she like <laughs> finds her own life, but she still comes back and just gets right back in the net. With you know, it's a, I don't like that. No, movie. I I don't like either version of it. I've seen I've seen the newer one only once, mm-hmm. and I've seen the Audrey Hepburn one a couple times. And I don't care for either iteration that much. I can understand that. Yeah. I can totally understand that. Um, I like a young Harrison Ford, so I like the new one. <laughs> so, um, okay, so my next one is David Bowie and Jennifer Connelly and in, in Little Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's I a know, good one. that's a good one, right? Yeah. Because he is like, he's obsessed with her and he wants to be with her. Yeah. Like at one point she's wearing like what looks like a wedding dress. Like yeah, their whole relationship. It's a really weird like, dynamic. I know. And I like, and the thing is like, Sam, I love it. <laughs> I love, I like, I, Labyrinth I love awesome. it so much. I like Labyrinth. And I think it works because 
Labyrinth is a fantasy movie. Yeah. So the whole thing is just like, all right, well, we're going never, on a like, journey. there's never, like, any romance yeah. between them either. Yeah. Like, she's always like, no. Mm-hmm. Like, and he's like, but, you know, and you can see certain parts where, like, you know, she goes into this other, like, whole fancy, like, fantasy world where she might be like, oh, wow, everything is really beautiful here. Like, I'm, you know, astonished. But it's it's never, it never crosses that line where you're right. like, mm. Yeah. Like, but it's always, but, you know, David Bowie's character, Jareth, is so, like, he's just so, he's, like, well-endowed. <laughs> I did not expect you to say that. Okay. You're probably wondering how I know that, and it's because I've seen the movie. <laughs> yes, that's, you know, I mean, um... No, he says something like, love me, obey me, and I will be your slave forever. Yeah. And it's just like, man, that's a messed up dynamic. Also, he had to kidnap her little brother in order to get her attention. Yeah. So. I don't know. I mean. Just it's, saying. <laughs> yeah. If you think too deep about it, it is really strange. It's but a creepy situation. I really like Labyrinth, and I really like the puppets. Me too. Oh, oh no, I love Labyrinth. Like yeah. David Bowie was my first Well, and watch. Sir Didymus. Yeah, of course. I yeah. Mean, <laughs> yeah. Who doesn't love Sir Didymus? Yeah. 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 The yeah. air is fragrant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love Sir Didymus. Yeah. I this might give you a little stuffed animal of him. Yeah. Yeah. You might get one or you might get me no, one. No, Mike. Oh, oh, okay. Mike got <laughs> I was me like, one. I can, you can give me one. <laughs> Mike got me one for my birthday. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. I like that. Cute. Um, yeah, no, so David Bowie's my yeah, first that's a good, that's a good one. when oh, I was wow. seven years old. Jeez. Yeah, I, Sam, I've told you, I've always liked the mold. <laughs> what can I say? She likes the mold. I like a mold. Yeah. Uh, um, so, my next okay. one is not necessarily an inappropriate relationship, but it's a movie that Legends of the Falls dynamic is very similar to, and okay. it's a German movie called The Educators. Okay. And it's a really good movie. Uh, it stars Daniel Bruhl okay. and Julia Gensch, who I really like. She's a fabulous German actress, and she sort of disappeared. But when I was in college, I don't even know who she is? Yeah, she is. She's in. I've never seen her in an American movie. I've only seen her in German movies, but she's really good. And Daniel Bruhl's really good, obviously, but he crossed over into like American All movies. Cinema. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's Big a time. it's a really good movie. It's a it's. It's a very similar tale. So Julia Gensch, the actress, is dating a guy who is friends with Daniel Bruhl, and then the three of them sort of. They don't. I don't think their relationship is like polyamorous. I think she sort of like jumps from one friend to the other. She falls in love with Daniel Bruhl's character because I think they just they connect more mm-hmm. and. It's and they rob like rich people's houses and okay. It's, it's hard to explain because they don't. There's not like any like threesome scenes, so I don't know if they're like romantic all three of them. But they still stay tight and they're like a little team. They call themselves the educators and they. Hmm. Like, That's interesting. Yeah, it's I'm curious it's to kind of see it. It's on Amazon Prime because I looked it up because I haven't seen it in a really really long time. I haven't seen it since college. And uh, so it's like from the early two thousands. Yeah, then? like two thousand four, okay. I think. And it's, it's, it's good. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, that leads me into, um, Ava Green and Louis Garrell in The Dreamers. They're and, twins, right? In they're, that movie? they're twins and, like, they keep having these weird, like, sexual contests. Like, she makes him masturbate in front of her and, like, to a picture of Rita, um, 
Oh my God, that famous uh, older like Hayworth. Yeah, yeah, Rita okay. Hayworth. Yeah, to Rita Hayworth, and she's like talking to him the whole time, like just just really weird. And then he like, and so Michael Pitts in it too, mm-hmm. and um, he's like his like whole thing was like, why don't you have sex with my sister? And, like, she's, like, a virgin. And, like, it's just a really, like, the whole movie's really weird. And then she gets really upset when he's, like, having sex with, like, some girl in the bedroom, like, freaking out. Like, having, like, a breakdown. Like, a mental. Oh, really? Yeah, like, really, like, I <clears throat> I know Bernard, Bernardo Bertolucci has, like, a thing with, like, very, like, weird, like, sexual themes in his film. Like, he had um, Last Tango in Paris, which was with Marlon Brando. Oh, okay. And there was, like, a... Like, it sounded like a pretty, like, gross, like, rape scene in that. And I don't know, just he... But then there's, like, the total opposite end of the spectrum with, like, Little Buddha with this, like, with Keanu Reeves. And it's about Siddhartha Gautama, who's, you know, the Buddha. Mm-hmm. And it's just... So... And that's not in any way sexual. It's, like, about children. Like, there's children in the movie. So right. it's just... It's just a very weird and inappropriate, like, relationship. And it makes you really uncomfortable the entire time and I that's the point I'm pretty sure um so do you have another one I don't actually oh okay so um I have a couple of them so David Duchovny and Olivia Thrillby in The Secret have you ever seen that movie no okay it's terrible yeah I wouldn't see it and David Duchovny and Lily Taylor are married and she dies in a car accident and she's with her daughter when she dies and the spirit of her... Of, oh, no. I yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Bad. Yep, yep. You can pretty much see backwards <laughs> going. Goes into the daughter. There's a very... There's a couple of moments where you're like, okay, that's still your daughter's body. Where does the daughter's spirit go? <laughs> um, I think she's still, like, in there. She's just oh, not, boy. like, in control of the body. So there's a couple, like, really uncomfortable moments where she's like borderline seducing her dad and you're like oh it's not like a stepdad it's like a dad no like it's like her biological father i know it was like and the thing is like olivia throby looks a lot like lily taylor so it made it kind of extra creepy i know they don't actually have sex no they never do but it's it's enough where um it's like like have you seen mr brooks with kevin costner i have not okay uh, Daniel Campbell, or is it Daniel Campbell? I can always, Daniel Panabaker and Kevin Costner have a little bit of a relationship where you're like, is this okay? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it just, it makes you a little uncomfortable. Um, and theirs is worse oh in the boy. secret. So, yeah. Jeez. Okay, I have a couple others. I have two more. Okay. Okay, so have you seen the movie Albatross? So Jessica Brown Finley. No. It's not that good. It's also with Felicity Jones. Um, I don't really like Felicity Jones. I don't think she's she can emote very well, so I kind of tend to like not really want to watch her films, but this was before I knew that I didn't really like her. So I saw this movie, and she and Jessica Brown Finley are friends, and I don't know if you really realize this, but they look a lot alike. Yeah. Yeah, they I look do. like they could be yeah. related. And Jessica Brown Finley starts having an affair with Jessica or with um uh, Felicity Jones's father, and I'm like, she looks just like your daughter. It's Ew. Really weird. Also, like she's probably very young. So. Well, yeah, they're like the same age. They're like yeah. nineteen or something. That's really weird. I know. I was like, ugh. It just okay. And then I have one last one: Hardigan and Nancy in in Sin City. Jessica Alba. And, oh. Um. Hmm. 
Because she was, uh, um, Bruce Willis, because she was a kid when they yeah, met. Yeah, that is really weird. And he yeah. was, like, kind of obsessed with her. Yeah, I get what you're saying. And yeah. he ends up killing himself for her. Yeah, which, I agree. It's very weird. I remember seeing the movie and being like, is that really going to stop anyone from killing her, though? Like, why would that, no, like, your death? No, not around then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, why would your death he prevent her from her dying? Yeah, like, he knew her as a child, like, he rescued her as a child, and, like, as an adult, he was, like, watching her strip, and, like, it's just, you know, it's just, like, a weird situation, and he was definitely, like, into her, like, he was, like, in love with her, you know what I mean? And so, I don't know. Um, Yeah, that's it. Those are mine. Yeah, I'm, so, are you ready to talk about the movie? I'm ready. I'm so ready. Let's talk about this film. So... What did you think? I don't want to say the movie's garbage, because that is being generous. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really like it. I I, okay. I don't even think it's a good story. <laughs> you know, I don't really either, actually. Like, when it's, we were watching The Last Samurai, I thought, badly done, really good story. Yeah. In this movie, I thought, okay, <laughs> it's a movie. Okay, so first I have to say... This all started when my mom, every time I mentioned Brad Pitt in front of my mom, because I just recently gave my cat a middle name, which is Cliff from from Brad Pitt's character from Spun Time in Hollywood. So she's like, oh, Brad Pitt. And every time she mentions Brad Pitt, I love my mom. She's the best. She goes, oh, Lauren, have you seen Legends of the Fall? And I'm like, no, I have not seen Legends of the Fall for the millionth time. So... I was like, let's just do it for an episode, you know, like it's available for Prime, and boy, do I regret it. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't regret it, but it's. I I really didn't like it either. I I think there are particular moments that are okay. Yeah, but not good enough to redeem most of the movie for me. No, it's the most. One of the most boring movies I've ever watched. I'm so sorry that I make you watch it. One of the most movie. melodramatic movies I've watched in quite a while. Poor Sam. I'm like, let's watch this movie. It'll be great. And then she's like, okay. And she's like, totally on board. And then after she watches it, she's like, that was terrible. And I'm I was like, actually, listen, I am so sorry. I was looking forward to it because I had never seen it before. I hadn't either. And I thought, you know what? Here's an epic movie that may have just escaped my grasp, and now I can watch it and enjoy it. Because I do really like Brad Pitt. Um, I think he's a really good actor. Oh, and yeah. I think he's here. a good actor in this movie. And I think he he has, like, a, a very rugged, rough-around-the-edges, yet comforting quality. He has an appeal to him. Yeah. And I, I just really like him in movies. Most movies I've seen him in, I like him. Yeah. Even think- if the movie is bad. No, you know what? Same thing. I don't think I've seen a Brad Pitt movie where I didn't at least like his performance. Yeah. You know? Like, even if I didn't like the film, I was like, you know. I mean, I didn't love 12 Monkeys, but I think I think he did a great job. But then again, if I see it again, I might like it more, so I don't know. I saw yeah, 12 ago. Monkeys had, like, I liked 12 Monkeys. Um, they had aspects to it that I didn't like, but it was way better than Legends of the Fall. <laughs> <laughs> so, I just... What isn't, though? <laughs> much about this movie so I couldn't care less about the the backstory at the beginning with the, oh me neither the the man talking about the children and he's like legends say that the young boy was a wild and I was just who cares I don't care I don't care to see it I it, <sighs> I nothing don't 
about it either. was appealing. As soon as it started, I was rolling my eyes, and I thought, okay, let's, here. <laughs> Samantha, let's get past the intro. They're just setting up the story. Give it a chance. And then they go to war, and I was like, okay, Samantha, they're, this is stupid. Just give it a chance. <laughs> and then they come back from the war, and I was like, okay, Samantha, just give it a chance. And so then, the entire movie, you were like, it'll get better. And then the last five minutes, I, you're like, it will get better. I literally <laughs> kept telling myself, it's got to get better. And then the credits came on, and I was like, should I watch the end? Maybe it's better. And I didn't. I didn't watch the credits, so I have no idea. I didn't either. That question will never be answered for me. <laughs> um, okay, so let's start out talking about... Um, so Samuel's a little brother. Okay, wait, no, let me, actually, you know what, uh, let me go back to the narration. I'm finding that unless it's done in a certain way, and I can't tell you what specific way it's done, I find that I don't really like narration in the film. Yeah. I find that it's either, like, it's like, like, did you seen Oblivion, right? The Tom Cruise movie? Yes. Where he, like, <laughs> every time I think about it, it just, it just, like, makes me laugh. It also makes me angry because, like... First of all, he narrates everything in the beginning, and then later he tells, like, Olga Kurylenko, the the actress, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. He, like, retells her the entire thing. So I was like, okay, so you didn't have, need to have the narration in the film anyway. It's like, it's like this, like, there wasn't really any need for narration because you could have told it through the scenes. Like, you could have told the story, you know what I mean? Yeah. It just, there wasn't any need for that setup, um... It just, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I didn't like it. I wasn't on board with it. I didn't care for it at all. So overdramatic. Mm-hmm. Just dripping with drama. Brad Pitt's character's name is Tristan. Mm-hmm. And when Tristan was born, he almost killed his mother in childbirth. And then he was a wild kid. And then he fought a bear. He snuck up on a bear and fought it. Oh my God. I and was not on board with that part. Cut the bear claw off. And the bear, like, sliced him, and he was, I guess, so the narration said every warrior wants a good death, and Tristan was looking for his good death, and I thought, so, are you saying the kid is suicidal? Yeah, I thought that was it was too. nighttime. Right. And the kid is walking through the woods, and he finds a bear, and he attacks it. And I thought, it's not like the bear The bear was running after your family member. The bear was just, like, minding its own business. Like, the well, bear was probably just like, maybe I catch some salmon for dinner. And then all of a sudden, here comes young Tristan. Could I attack it? I, the thing is, he didn't even, like, he didn't even attack the bear. He just, like, touched it. Yeah. He, like, pet the bear. And he was like, and then, you know, the bear is a giant grizzly bear. And is like, <laughs> who fucking just touched me while I'm sleeping? <laughs> And the bear is like, bitch, you're going to die. And then tries to attack the kid. It's just like, it, it, it was just, yeah, I agree. That whole like, oh, he's looking for a good death. I was like, he's 10. Yeah. He doesn't even know what death is probably. What is it, yeah, what is a good death to a 10-year-old? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's what's really no. just so over the top. I mean, he was probably like 15. But regardless, he was young. Too young. He was a kid. He was yeah. a kid either way. And <clears throat> so I thought it was interesting that. Anthony Hopkins' character, the father, he was involved, I guess, is it like the, some wars out west, uh, the Civil War, um, I think, he called it the War of Secession, which I thought was interesting, I think that's the Civil War. Yeah, I don't know. And he tried to help the Native Americans, I guess, when they were like trying to 
push them off their land, and he couldn't help them, so he escaped and made a ranch in Montana. Mm-hmm. Beautiful country. Yeah, and then his wife left him because yeah. she thought the winters were too cold, and she never came home. But then there was this just well, she kind of like came horrible, back here like, and there. Just, this like scene that that made me like. Ugh. Out loud because they were like <laughs> writing letters back and forth. He's like, "My dearest Isabel, your boys have decided to join the army." And she's like, "Dearest William, don't worry about my boys. One of them has fallen in love at Harvard." And I was just so tired of it. Yeah, I. That's something also that I think you have to do really well is letter writing narration. Mm-hmm. It's not for everyone, and no. this movie had it a couple times, and. Each time they get the I didn't date, mind it later so much in the February 16th, 1914. Dearest Isabel, your boys are growing up. And I just... I like your Anthony Hopkins voice. I couldn't... <laughs> I don't know why that's your Anthony Hopkins voice, but well, and then, sure. And then, and then it's like, March 20th, 1914. Dearest William, don't you worry about it. And that's his wife. And it's just... Yep, yep, yep. I'm making it seem like it's more of the film than it is, but it was too much for me. <laughs> you know, the thing is, too, like, there was no reason for the the mother to be part of it. Was she left? She, she abandoned her family. They could have literally just had her killed off and, like, never yeah. mentioned her again, and it would have been fine. They made they remained pen pals. Yeah. And like, she was like, they see were you best later. Buds. I'm checking out. I'm yeah. not living here anymore, but we can still write in cursive language. Yeah. We can still be together just yeah. once a year. <laughs> and so, anyway, so... So she left, mm-hmm. and the youngest brother, Samuel, presumably went to Harvard, and that's where he met his lady friend, played by Julia Ormond, mm-hmm. and he brings her back to the ranch in what I am not sure his intentions were, because they're allegedly engaged, but they came back to the ranch, and she's just, like, bunking there. Like, they don't have any, like, there's no, yeah. like, I don't understand, because in that time period, I don't, I mean, I don't think that... I mean, did she not have any family? They never mentioned her no, family. No, yeah, yeah. They said her parents died. Okay. Yeah. Okay, good. I must have missed that because I was too busy loudly rolling my eyes. <laughs> so, no. She was, so she was an orphan. I okay. was laughing at a lot of parts that were and not parts you were supposed to be laughing at. So. She agreed to come to this ranch in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. With this man that she's engaged to. I'm not sure why they didn't get married right away, except for the fact that Whoever wrote the movie was like, we can't have them getting married because then how can she fall in love with the other? Yes. with the story go? Yeah. <laughs> so for reasons unbeknown, like unknown to me, yeah. they she just decided to live at the ranch. And then they like toyed with this idea. Like every once in a while they bring up the idea like, she doesn't want to wait to get married to have sex. We're not going to wait to get married to have sex. And I was like, but why haven't you gotten married yet? And if that's the case... Why haven't you had sex yet? Because there's, like, all this waiting that I, I don't understand. I don't either. Yeah. And so, anyway, so he brings her back. And now I know they're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. But Aiden Quinn, the older brother, Alfred. So, it's Alfred, played by Aiden Quinn. Mm-hmm. Tristan's the middle child, Brad Pitt. Samuel's played by Elliot from E.T. Henry, Henry Thomas. <laughs> Henry Thomas. Oh, Elliot, that's what yeah. he looks so familiar. Oh, my God. It's a, like, the, I wasn't, it wasn't enough for, I was, like... I knew him, but I was like, that yeah. kid, that guy looks familiar, but I didn't, I didn't look him up because I didn't think he looked familiar enough oh. that I would have seen him in anything. Yeah. But now I'm, that's, that's so, why he looked familiar. Yeah. So I know that they grew up in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. But 
she gets off the train for the first time, and Aiden Quinn is like, swing! Like, he's never seen a woman <laughs> in his life. <laughs> you know, and the, the look no, he gives like, her is, like, predatory. And I think... It's, well, come on! He, there he has to be women around. Like, he, this can't be the first woman he's ever seen. I know, like, he looks at her like the sun just shined out of her ass. Like, he <laughs> no. is like, he's like, wow. Like, wow. and I was like, first of all, your brother's fiance so maybe oh calm gosh. down there a little bit yeah. like what's gonna happen with you anyway yeah and he was like immediately into her and I get it she is a gorgeous woman she's very cute but like it's still like inappropriate because it's, it's your brother's so fiance weird. it's so weird like it's not the look he gave her was not like you're a beautiful woman the look he gave her was like We've just had 12 hours of conversation about books that I love and you love them too. And we're just hitting it on all cylinders and I'm in love with you. Like, yeah. And it was just too much, too fast. And like you said, it was his brother's fiance. Yeah. And I didn't really understand why the younger brother was the only one to go off and go to school and meet a woman. Like, they, Especially since Alfred. Alfred. Well, and Alfred was like clearly an intelligent person. Yeah, like, you know, he had... I could see Tristan not leaving exactly. just because I he agree. was just such a wild yeah, boy. Yeah, like, his heart know? belonged with the land. Right, yeah. exactly. But, um, okay, so I have to say, when they first introduced Samuel, almost right away I was like, he's gonna die. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, like right they away. They might as well, they should have just given him consumption for how everybody <laughs> treated him. Like, he was a weakling. Like, yeah, I know. He was like... Like, he's a dandy, and he's not even, like, they treat him like he's a dandy, but he's... Like a normal guy, he roughhouses with them. He's just yeah. young. That's it, his only. I, that's like I know. It, well, like, for some reason, he's young. Like when I was looking at the cast, I was looking. I was like, okay, so there's like some very strong-faced men in this, like Aiden Quinn and Brad <laughs> yeah. Pitt. Yeah, who have like the strong jawline. Yeah, and good you know, point. like they're both like attractive men. And then there's like Henry Thomas, who's he's cute, but he doesn't he doesn't have like that no, look. He, you know, he's he got doesn't a baby have face, the yeah, for sure. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I was like immediately like. Oh, he's the weak one. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was just, I knew that they were, I knew that they were going to kill him off because I was like, there's no way that he's going to compete with his brothers for this woman's affection. Like, I just don't see that, you know? Yeah, I agree. And that's something that I, I actually like, if you dig real deep, that's something I kind of liked about the movie, how her and him met in some sort of proper society mm -hmm. and they hit it off and they could have had a happy marriage if they stayed in that society, I think. But once her horizons were expanded, you know, like, in, in Brad Pitt spelled it out for us because she sees a painting of the mother and Brad Pitt says to her, yeah, I think, you know, my mom and dad liked the idea of each other, but they weren't in love with each other. Right. So basically, like, the idea of him was appealing to her until she met Tristan. And then she was like, oh, okay, this is what love is. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. I think she was like, is... ooh, he gives me a stern in my loins, girl. <laughs> yeah. like, She's like, swing. No. She is but like, anyway, swing. <laughs> so I really like the very barest bones of the story mm -hmm. in the, the micro sense of when you meet somebody who you're like, oh, this is what it's like. I think that's interesting. But that... The movie does not explore that in a way that is appealing to me, and it just, it's not, it's not done well. Well, okay, and so I have to, I have to play, I have to talk off of that for the scene where um, Samuel is like, I'm going to go to war because I can speak German and I can oh, help them out, geez. blah, blah, blah. I yeah. know, I was like, first of all, you're going to die because it's war, like, 
And secondly, you're in the middle of nowhere. You're not going to get conscripted, like, in the war. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I'm not even sure conscription was a thing, like, in the early 1900s. I know it was during World War Two, yeah. Um, so I don't know about World War One, but <clears throat> but yeah, it was just like, and then she, so Susanna, it was played by Julia Ormond, is crying, and she's like talking to to Tristan, and he is like looking at her, like he wants to like make out with her, and I was like, she is like inconsolable over your brother leaving, and like your first thought is like maybe we should make out a little bit, like I the the, the thing about this movie is. As I said, it's as if they had never seen a woman before. Oh, yeah. And here she is, just ripe for the picking. Everyone fall in love with this woman. And I agree. And that you just touched on something that I was going to bring up that really bothers me. And it's the idea of, I'm going to war, and ain't nothing no woman can ever say to talk me out of it. And I hate that. Because if you are in a relationship with somebody... And I don't know, I think, like, people really think it's, like, super heroic, and it's not heroic to me, because she has a vested interest in you staying alive, and you not being gone for a year, two years, however long this war lasts, right? and you not coming back maimed. You know, I mean, obviously, like, well, and uh, so to interrupt you, not only that, are you, like, even even if they come back alive, they're gonna be so psychologically well, fucked as the up. Movie, like yeah, yeah and shows. like that like how are you ever gonna have a normal life with someone who has serious PTSD? Yeah. You know? And the, as as the, movie goes, too. I mean, the movie talks about that. But I just I hate like A, women's work is staying home and you can't talk me out of this. And B, not talking to your partner about this major life changing decision is so annoying and it's such a 90s thing i think and such a like big tough marines thing like, i know it really bothers me like it bothers me too and i don't know why they were so fired up because i think in that part of the movie america wasn't part of it yet because anthony hopkins is writing one of his stupid letters to his stupid wife <laughs> and he's saying they were going in to fight letter. <laughs> May 15th, 1915. No, he says that they're going to fight for an England that they've never been to. Yeah, that's what I thought was weird, too. I was like, Samuel says he's going to Canada to enlist. So I don't think the United States was even part of it yet. So I don't know why they're so fired up about a war. Right. And and I just, it really bothered me that he made the decision. And the first she heard about it was when he was like, it's done. I'm going to enlist. And she was just like, oh, okay. Thanks for discussing this with me in any capacity since you brought me to this stupid ranch where you said we were going to get married, but for some reason we're not getting married, and for some reason we're talking about having sex before marriage, but we didn't even get to do that. So I don't know what is going so on. weird. The decision well, making not... is so weird. And I think they were trying to be like super modern, but still old fashioned when they made the movie. But right. Anyway. Well, can, so can I say one thing about the whole like, wanting to have sex before they're married. Mm-hmm. That part where um Samuel's talking to Tristan, I was just like really uncomfortable at that scene because he's like, Oh, you want to fuck her or whatever? Like it was just so like the language didn't feel right for the time. Like saying fuck her. Like it was just very like vulgar. You know what I mean? And it it I mean you're you're <laughs> I'm curious well, as to what you're thinking. About I actually that. think it's interesting that you said that because that one little tiny space in the movie I actually kind of enjoyed because 
Samuel was treating having sex like it was like, I'm going to cut a hole in a sheet and it will be neat and tidy. No mess. We're just going to do it and that's it. And Tristan was like, you're going to fuck her. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm I mean, sorry to say I see it, what you mean. You're, yeah. like, you're going to get sweaty. You're going to get messy. It's going to be really fun if you fuck her. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're just like dainty and like, I'm going to be with her. You know, so I kind of liked how even for the time, like propriety is like thrown out the window when you're having sex. Right. You know, right, like right. you're having sex, you're having fun. You're not like, oh, she's such a dainty little lady. You know, so that one little moment, I actually kind of liked the vulgarity. Okay. okay. Yeah, I get what but you're But I see saying. what you mean. It was, yeah. for the movie, it was out of place. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, it just, it felt like it was more in place of like, I mean, same same time, but like, you know, I don't know, like a modern day type story, you know, like not something from the early 1900s, but I see what you mean, but I still was like, mm, I wasn't into it. It was just, I don't know. I, I just thought it was really awkward. You yeah, know? it's a weird conversation. Like, the thing is, my main concern is why haven't they done it already? <laughs> and like, I, you're like, it's really what is happening? Bothers me because I would have thought that once you're bringing the woman back to the ranch, it's 1914, I know because I I listened to many letters that they wrote to each other. So I know. And I don't understand why in that time period you wouldn't just get married and then be like, now I'm bringing you to my ranch. But they didn't. No, I know. That's and weird. I don't understand why they weren't just like, okay, on this train, shall we have sex? Once we're here, shall we have sex? Like, what is... What is the holdup in any sense? I don't. I I'm, well, I know. I need to stop. Because no, I'm but like it you have death. a good point though, because like what? What's? It's not like we. It's not like they viewed weddings the way we view weddings right, today. Exactly. Like for them, like a small little ceremony without family is pretty. I I think it's pretty average. Yeah. It's pretty normal. So like yeah, them getting right away, married right away, so then they can go to his ranch. You're right. It doesn't really make sense. It like, doesn't compute. Well, also, why would she leave her, like, so you said Harvard, so that's, like, on the, what, the... In like, Boston. East, yeah, yeah, so it's in Boston. So she's going all the way from Massachusetts to Montana. So all the way across the United States. Um, and yeah. Not, and, and not they're not married. Right. You're right. It is weird. For I agree. the time, it doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. They would have been married. Especially since he's such like a tiptoeing, like, oh, I'm going to be with her. Like, <laughs> you know? yeah. I, well, and also, I don't understand why she wouldn't have been like, if we're going to get married, like, let's get married. Yeah. Because I'm not going to move with you to right. Montana to the middle of fucking nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Like, and we're not married. It's almost as if she was like, I think you might have a sexy little brother, so like, I want to keep my options open. Yeah. She's like, listen, Samuel, I know you've been talking about getting married, but man, I just get the feeling like <laughs> in Montana, there is a There's cowboy a there man. that like, yeah. you know, I was going to be vulgar, but I didn't go there anyway. <laughs> so something else about the movie that I, I don't want us to skip over mm-hmm. is Isabel too. Yes. So the little girl, she's, um, her... I was really confused about her parent, parentage. Yes. They don't explain it right away. Okay. So there's an, an a Native American woman mm-hmm. who pet. is like, yeah, pet, who is, I think, like a housemaid, but not like indentured, you know, she's... Right. Yeah. They're, they're all fair. 
I think they, they all just, like, live yeah, there. Yeah, they live there. They yet. help out on the ranch. And then her father is a white man who also helps out on the ranch. Okay, so I thought he was Native American. No, and, you know, you only get that because of that scene at the table where she said, Tristan calls me a half-breed. And right. Anthony Hopkins is like, Tristan calls you a half-breed? And then she says, he calls me half-gopher, half-hawk. And that is a clip that I sent to Mike because yeah. Anthony Hopkins' laugh in that scene is ridiculous. <laughs> They're all, they, they all laugh. They're all like, ah, and then he goes, ah. <laughs> it's so dumb. <laughs> and anyway, so yes, her father is the white man, okay, and her mother is Native American. Okay, see, I, the entire time I was confused because I was like, he doesn't look Native American though. He looks like right. he's a white guy. Like yeah. he doesn't. And I was just really confused. I was like, are they? I'm like. It's insulting to say that he's Native American when there's yeah, a, no, he a Native yeah. American people in the film, but <laughs> right. also be like he doesn't look it at all. Like, yeah, yeah, it, it, like you know, it's they don't explain that beyond that one <laughs> okay. moment. Okay. So okay. if you're rolling your eyes loudly, like I did many times, and yes. missed some things. You will miss it. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I um. I was. I was very like. Because I, I remember seeing that part, and I remember still being like, wait, what? Like, mm-hmm. and I was, and especially since they named her Isabel, too, I, I thought weird. that maybe Pet was the mother, and then um, William, or, yeah, Anthony Hopkins' character was the father. Ah, uh, That's okay. what I thought was going on. And I thought it was weird that he would name her after his I thought it was, wife, yeah. <laughs> but I thought that they, the fact that they called her Isabel is fine, but the fact that they always called her Isabel, too, was really weird to me. Yeah. I don't understand. Well, like, and there's no other Isabel on the ranch, so who gives a fuck where you call your Isabel too? The thing is, Lauren, I don't know if you understand this, but if a mother abandons her family, mm-hmm. it is customary for the people who also live with the family to name their children after the mother who abandoned the family. Wait, that's not true, is it? Are you making that up? Oh, oh my god, I thought that was true. I was like, that sounds like so bullshit. <laughs> so Isabel too is a little girl. She's 13. Mm-hmm. When... The movie is starting when Susanna She's comes maybe to the stay. best part of the whole movie. And so Isabel too is like, I'm going to marry Tristan because she has a crush on I Ryan thought that was so Tristan. cute. I was like, of I course you really are, cute sweetheart. Too. No, it's, a, it's something that a 13-year-old girl would say. Right. And I like how she's like, she's got like these stormy looks when he's like going to war and she misses him and stuff. And that's all well and good. I, I, I just, loved her. I wish yeah. there were more about her. I liked her as well. Yeah. Um, later in the movie, I'll discuss her more. Mm-hmm. But... So I just didn't want us to pass over that right, moment. Right. So anyway, so so Samuel and Alfred decide to, to join up because they want to go fight. Yep. And then Tristan joins too. And Tristan joins mainly to protect Samuel, yep. I guess. He doesn't care about the war, which makes the most sense to me, honestly. Right. Like, it makes the most sense to me that he would be fired up about joining because he wants to make sure his brother is okay. Right. Uh, I think the... The playing out of protecting someone on a battlefield is ludicrous, because I don't think it's possible, but I like the spirit behind why he joined up. Right, right. I, so, like, yeah, and so he, they're in trenches, and he, like, jumps in, well, he doesn't jump, but he, like, goes into their trench, and he's like, oh, I'm really bored, you know, yeah. whatever, but it's obviously, like, to watch over Samuel. So dumb. And then, okay, so, like, let's just skip forward through that whole just mess to where Samuel gets killed. So he gets caught in those um, the barbed wire mm-hmm. and then gets shot and then he dies and then I didn't realize until like 
obviously later because they don't say it right away that that Tristan was cutting out his heart. Yeah, because the voiceover... I thought he was killing him. No, the like voice... I, I was like, I'm pretty sure he's dead. Like you don't need to kill him further. You know, the voiceover in the beginning talks about when you kill something, you cut out its heart to free its spirit. Oh, okay. It's okay. like a Native American tradition. Right. So that's why he cut his brother's heart out. Right. Yeah. No, I don't... Yeah, because initially I was like, that's... I'm like, he's dead, dude. Like, he's dead. Like, yeah. he definitely did not survive that. Um, and... But that whole scene, it just... It didn't make me feel anything. I didn't feel sad. I didn't really feel upset over it. I felt disgusted. I kind of was too. (laughs) Like, I was just annoyed. Something that, something that, about that whole thing that bothers me is the three of them go to war and Aiden, Aiden Quinn, Alfred, gets injured and he's in a hospital and Tristan and Samuel are in camp Mm -hmm. and Tristan's like, I'm gonna go see Alfred and Samuel's like, I have to translate something for the colonel but I'll be there soon. So Tristan goes to see the brother, and he's sitting there with him. And somebody runs up to Tristan, and he's like, Samuel volunteered to go into battle. And they were, like, pissed. And I thought, Samuel's a grown man. Like, yeah. He can make his own decisions, but they acted like, like, he, he, they acted like giving him a gun is like giving an orangutan a gun. Like, he, <laughs> he doesn't know what to do. He'll do it himself. That. Like, don't, don't give him a fork. What He'll have you done? His Incompetent and just a baby. Like yeah. basically, he's a baby holding a gun. And he is. I understand baby. wanting to protect. I understand the spirit of wanting to protect him, but at the same time, it's not Tristan's fault that he volunteered to go into battle. And, right. And so anyway, so then the most ridiculous part of the movie for me, maybe, maybe, <laughs> there's this battle happening, and it is insane. There are men violently dying everywhere. And Tristan's just, like, running around the battle, not getting hit. Like, totally unscathed. And I know there's a movie trope. There's a movie trope where when you single in on somebody in a battle, the battle seems to go really slowly around them, and they're, like, in their own bubble. Mm -hmm. This is different than that, I think, because he's, like... Like, you could play that song, like... Oh, the Betty Miller, whatever. You could play that music during that scene for how he's, like, running around, and people are, like, exploding around him, and he's just running around. And I thought, well, why doesn't everyone just do what he's doing, and they would live? And it really bothers me. Why are you standing in the same place running around? Yeah. And so... And then there, I think it does... He comes upon, like, Samuel has, I think it's mustard gas, maybe, that yeah, he's not lying from, like, like, mustard gas. I, because he, I would say probably mustard gas, because it didn't, it didn't look like it affected his nerves, yeah. so it probably wasn't nerve gas. So he, he, just Samuel like, gets, like, his eyes were very swollen and red, yeah. yeah. And so Samuel gets caught in barbed wire, and then he gets killed. Anyway, I just, but then, like, so after he cuts out his heart, he sends the heart home, and they bury it, and he's in battle, and... And he, like, scalps a bunch of Germans. Yep. And I was, I texted this to Mike, and I was wondering if Tarantino was, like, ripping on this <gasps> Oh, my movie. God, I didn't even think of that. That's hilarious. In Inglourious Bastards, if Tarantino was like, you know what would be funny if your character was, like, really into getting Nazi scalps because in, like, the fall you scalped a bunch of Germans? I fucking love that. I have to say, <laughs> I fucking love that. Quentin Tarantino, if you're out there, please let us know because I really love it. <laughs> yes. I, I, because he, like, 
rides back into their like camp with pelts all over his shirt or yeah. pelts, not I mean scalps all over his shirt. Yeah. Like hanging. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. I didn't put two and two together, but you're right, that could have been like Tarantino could have been like, dude, Brad, huge fan of yours. What if we do this? Yeah. You want <laughs> yeah. your Nazi scalps? Like, let's make a reference and to I your want my scalps. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Nazis. <laughs> yeah. Each one of you owes me one hundred Nazi scalps. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love Brad Pitt. <laughs> yeah. He's awesome. He's the best. Yeah. Um Let's talk about I'm Inglorious cool. Bastards. Let's which talk is about fun. anything yeah. else other than Legends of the Oh my gosh. Oh, once again I've let you down. <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh so anyway. My only hope is you'll like the next movie that I can't mention on here because it's always a surprise oh. to our viewers, isn't it? Well, unless you follow our Instagram, that's not. You'll pretty much find out on Monday. <laughs> like, <laughs> so they come home from war. Yeah. And this is part of a movie that I actually, um, I think is really well done. And it's basically a study in PTSD. Yes. And I think it's a PTSD in a time when I don't know if they fully knew what PTSD was. And even if they did, I don't think they'd... They're so, like, they live off the land. They're not, like, people who would be like, you need to talk to a doctor. You know, they wouldn't know what to do with it. Well, I don't even... I think PTSD really... I'm. This is my guess. I don't think it really was a thing that people knew until after the Vietnam War. Actually, Actually, you make a good point because I think before... Modern warfare, a lot of people didn't come home, so they right. wouldn't have experienced PTSD as frequently because they would have died in battle or in a hospital afterwards. Yeah, and everyone like who does have it, it's no one knew how to deal with it, you know, like no one knew how to like ther- therapize it or whatever. Um, so there's just like a bunch of people, whoever survived, running around with PTSD and like probably like, murdering their wives or whatever, because that's, like, what happens if you have untreated PTSD. Not, like, every situation, obviously, but you know what I mean. They're, they're whole, I mean. Yeah, like, their personality changes. Right, exactly. And if you don't... Yeah. But they don't... I mean, this was a time when if you, like, had something wrong, they'd, like, throw you in a sanitarium. They would Like, it wasn't, like... It was, like, oh, you just need... You know, like, you just need someone to talk to. You just need someone to work through this. It was, like, oh, right. shit, you're crazy. Bye. You know? Um... But I agree, it was, um, it was, I, I did like that aspect of it, and that was pretty much the only aspect of it. I don't think it's done super well, but out of, the, all of, out of the whole movie, that's the part that I thought, let's explore this more. Yeah. It's very interesting. I agree. I think, so, okay, so, Samuel doesn't come back for more, and obviously Susanna's upset, but then Tristan comes back from war, and he's got, like, yeah. that long hair, and he looks real good, and she's like, mm, boy, and then they jump on each other, and they fuck each other. <laughs> well, before that, though. What um, happens before that? Before that, because Tristan stays away for a while. He, like, oh, yeah, goes out right. to see with her grandfather or something, and Alfred comes back alone, and Susanna's going to go back home because there's no reason for her to stay at the ranch, but there's, like, a snowstorm, so she stays until spring. And I really kind of, I think it's really interesting moments in the movie because Alfred has been in love with her this whole time. Yeah. She doesn't feel that way about him. She respects him. I think she likes him as, she would have loved having him as a brother-in-law if she could marry Samuel. She's not attracted to him, I don't think. She doesn't feel those affectionate feelings toward him. She loves him like a a member of the the family. Right. And he sort of like oddly 
decides to express his love to her at their brother's grave, at his brother's grave. Yeah, I thought that was, was really, a really weird. weird they have a lot of, of like inappropriate moments. Yeah, where she's like grieving, and they're like, "Hey, you're looking real good, yeah. crying there." Like, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, "What is wrong with you? Like, let her gr- like give her a couple weeks, and then go. Hey, by the way, I'm in love with you. Yeah. Like, give her time. Who like during that time? Who else in the middle of nowhere is gonna come up and swoop her up? Like, yeah, just wait. Give like, her time. Just give her time, yeah. yeah. Like, and uh, the thing is, so he expressed his love to her, and she didn't feel it back. Right. And at that point, I stopped caring about his character because I don't understand why he didn't move on from her. Right. It doesn't make sense to me. And, and I try to understand it because I can understand if you were in a relationship with somebody and you were in love with them, and they were in love with you, and that broke apart, it would take a long time to get over that heartache, I think. But those two were never in a relationship. He basically had a crush on her. Yeah, pretty much. And she didn't return the feeling. And I cannot for the life of me understand why he kept the, the candle burning. Because he had no emotional base from her. Like, he had no encouragement from her to even pretend that it was a thing that right. they ever had anything so well and he like leaves and everything yeah well and yeah he goes to like the city yeah and but i don't i don't get it i don't understand why he i don't i don't i don't understand his his the depth of his feelings at that point because i don't really either. there was nothing deeper than just a crush for him right i mean i guess it's like a kind of like you you want what you can't have yeah yeah but i also think but however there's a difference between, like, I want you because I can't have you over the course of, like, four months, let's say, versus over the course of, like, ten years. Years. Yeah. yeah. That's a little, like, when it's a decade and it's like, dude, why are you so obsessed with me? Like, you live in the city. There's not women in the city. Exactly. You know, like, like there's you said no one else you've met that you're like, yeah, yeah, this girl's pretty cute. I might want to date her, you know, court her or whatever. Like, mm, yeah, no. Yeah, I, no, you said your piece. <laughs> she didn't feel the same. Yeah. Move forward. Move on. Yeah, yeah, right. It's not like you guys had this, like, six-year romance, and you thought you were going to be together forever, right. and it didn't work out. That's totally different. Well, and also, it's weird to me, too, because he walked in on Tristan and her, like, standing Embracing. by the fire. Yeah. yeah. Very, like, an obviously very intimate embrace, even mm-hmm. though she was, like, Samuel was totally still alive <laughs> at yeah. that point. So, but he walked in, and he looked at them like he was crushed. And it's, like, if it were me and that, like, I would be, like, uh, someone who's interested in my brother or my sister, because I have a sister, someone who's interested in my sister, first of all, I will, like, my, like, mental state does not allow me to be attracted to them because they've been with my sister, and that's gross in my mind. Do you know what I mean? No, I know. Yeah, like, it's, like, I'm, like, ew, like, I love my sister, but I don't want to share a guy with her. No, no. absolutely. Yeah, like, And also... I think we've all had situations where we've been interested in someone and they're not interested in us and we can tell that. And why would you want to be with somebody who doesn't want to be with you? Yeah, I don't get that It was very obvious that she didn't have feelings for him and it started to become... It was ridiculous to me that he held such feelings for her because it... It made no sense. Right. And like, okay, she doesn't have to feel say, anything for him, so move forward. Yeah, I, I sorry, I interrupt you. No, I'm just ahead. thinking about if it would make more sense if he was a like an evil character yes. or a villain. Yes, like like to have that obsession mm-hmm. over her would be like, okay, like you want to possess her, you want to control yep. her. But he was just a 
good guy. Yeah. He wasn't a bad guy at all. Like that's a he was a pretty decent yeah. person. I liked him. Mm-hmm. I didn't have an issue with him. You yeah. Know? His only crime is that he's pathetic. <laughs> His only crime is that he's been just you know pining after this woman that's for a fucking decade or however long. Really it's good been. point. Yeah. I think yes. If he was a more nefarious person. The storyline would make much more sense. Yeah, and I yeah. can't I can't think of a lot of Aiden Quinn movies I've seen. I know I've seen a couple of yeah, them. Yeah, like Benny and June, maybe. I, yeah. And I, I think I've seen movies of his where he does play a bad guy, but I can't I can't think of any one thing in right. particular. Yeah, you know? I, I, I can't either. And I didn't really Benny even like Benny and June, so I wouldn't see that again. Like yeah. I would never I would never watch that movie again, not if I could help it. It's been a while since I've seen it, but I think I liked it. I but, I was weirded out. Yeah. I can't remember why, but I didn't like it. Either way. Anyway. So, um, Tristan comes back. Yeah, Tristan comes back. And, <laughs> so, they have such a 90s sex scene in this movie, and it made me laugh out loud. And I actually rewound it and watched part of it, and I said out loud, oh, they're trying every position. Because <laughs> they did! It's like, so they did. comedic to me when sex scenes go on for long enough for the director to be like, okay... Front side, back side, upside down. Any position, like every sexual position, we're gonna do in a montage. Right. And but it was like it was I, you know I, like yeah. missionary doggy style, whatever else. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was like, definitely. Yeah. So like every time it showed them, they were just like their faces were just like, like oh look how much I'm enjoying this, and it was just but it was like, there was like no so connection between them. Serious, but but like. Sex should be fun. You yeah. should be able to have fun yes. with your partner and yeah. enjoy them. Like you're like, this is great. I love having sex with you. Like, <laughs> but it's like, but like, instead they're like, oh, <laughs> yes, so I wish good. I could see your face. <laughs> yes, that's exactly it. It's so serious. Like they're both in their own little worlds. I'm like no, it's like it's really weird. And it's like the the it's like. You're supposed to see, like, the pleasure <laughs> that's right on their face, which always, like, bumps me out. I know. Like, I don't pleasure. like it either. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't just, like it either. And like, I just, like, the montage of sex, I think, oh, okay, we get it. Yeah. yeah. It's bad. Yeah. Anyway, anyway so, on. yeah, that sex scene was, I just leave it out. I yeah. really, I thought the moment when she, like, because he got up from the dinner table because Alfred, like, insulted him, basically, you know, implying that the two of them had feelings for each other and it was disrespectful to the younger brother. Even though Alfred, at the brother's grave... Fucking fuck Alfred! I don't know why he thought... He was just jealous, basically. I do know why. But, so, Brad Pitt, like, storms away from the dinner table and so does Susanna. And then they kiss really passionately on the hillside. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was pretty nice. But then it led into that ridiculous sex scene. And then the next day, like, Alfred's, like... You're gonna marry her, right? And I was like, oh, now everyone's concerned about if she gets married or not. Before she was like bunking oh down. My God. I, you know, I know. And, and Tristan is like, yeah, I'm gonna marry her and I'm gonna try to make her happy. And Alfred's like, well, you're gonna fail. And then he leaves. And like, so every, dumb. like, all the interactions in the story are like so weird and like so borderline inappropriate. Yeah. Like, it's just like, like, and so then, okay, so then Tristan, who is, like, just having an emotional breakdown over this whole thing, I feel really sorry for him. It's, it's, it's a, a rough it's time a really, for him. Yeah, like, his character's storyline at this point, I really like. I did, too. Um, and he leaves, and she's like, if I'm pregnant, would you stay? If we were going to have a child, would I stay? 
And so I kept thinking that she was pregnant because she kept saying it. And she just like wasn't pregnant at all. So the timeline, (laughs) the timeline in this part of the movie was really confusing to me because they get this little bubble of happiness. Like Alfred goes to Helena. The city, not a woman. He goes, because there's no other women in this movie. No, no. He goes to the city. There's only three. Yeah. Only three women that are, oh, four. Four. My apologies. And he makes a name for himself in the city, and we get this, like, split screen with, like, Susanna and Tristan, like, roping cattle together, and and seemingly in this, like, bubble of happiness. And oh, yeah, I, I forgot. And so, okay, at this point, yeah. so, the conversation between Alfred and Tristan was that Tristan was going to marry her. Right. And then at this point, I think, okay, they're married. But no, they didn't get married. No. Nobody has any interest in actually getting married in this movie, which doesn't, it wouldn't bother me well, at all. Well, Alfred they, does. They bring it up all the time. <laughs> right. And so all the time I think, okay, they're married now. But no, they're not. They just, yeah. So I wish that they just didn't bring it up. Because right. I would never think it was weird if they just didn't say it. Yeah. Well, and so, also, like, it's, it's during a time where, like, you should really be getting married. Yeah. Because, like, women don't have a lot of opportunities. They can't even vote yet. Yeah. Yeah. Like, exactly. it's like, and you know. People aren't, I, mean, I don't think people were quite that modern where they were like, let's just live together and not get and married. And have sex. Let's live in sin. <laughs> <laughs> so I just thought it was so weird because all they had to do was just never bring up marriage. Right. And I would never question it. No, I but no, they just and I brought it up either. so much. They because I would you and I wouldn't think of that. No. Though. Like cuz you know, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't think anything of it. I'd be like, "Okay, they're living together and they're in love right now." And right. they're they're in a bubble of happiness. But instead, I just wonder the whole time they talk about getting married, why haven't they gotten married? Yeah. Could it only be because they want to progress the plot and they could think of no other creative oh way to God. do it. So, <laughs> well, so the anyway, only, well, okay. Well, you know why they don't get married though. Oh, yeah, I know yeah, why. Yeah. I mean, okay. Yeah, yeah. So they can. So, but so okay. So then he sees the calf who's yeah. stuck in the barbed wire, and that mm-hmm. like triggers him and sets him his off. His PTSD, like yeah. totally understandable. Really good. It was I mean, really that was a really like of all the things in the movie done well. I thought that that was cause and effect was very yeah, well done. I agree. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's like, and especially with an event like that, could really trigger some very bad memories and put him in a really bad place. You yes. know. Um, and he couldn't save the calf either. Yeah. So that was also like, if it he had saved the calf, it might have not been that big of a deal, or he would have been like, well, at least I could have done that. But <clears throat> then the fact that he had to shoot it in the head to put it out of its misery was just like, yeah, just very sad, you know. Um, and he goes off, and that's when she's like, oh, if I'm have, you know, if I have a baby, if I'm pregnant, blah blah. blah. But she's never well, pregnant. Well, and they're sitting in like this like hot spring. Yeah. And she says, if I have a boy, I want to name him Samuel. And if I have a girl, I want to name her Isabel. So I thought, oh, she's pregnant. And then mm-hmm. she said that thing. If I was pregnant, would you stay? And I was like, so you're not pregnant? And you're not married? What is happening? Yeah, I know. I was so confused about that. She's like, she's talking about them having kids. And I was like, yeah, this is like, that makes sense. It's yeah. during a time where that's what you want to do. You want to yeah. get married and you have kids. produce children. Like, you well, yeah. She, like, she's already living on the ranch. It's not like she's like, I got to progress my career more. It's like, yeah. I was, you know, okay, I have to say, as a side, like a little side note, I was pretty surprised that she didn't end up getting together with Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I mean, you might as well just yeah. complete the family well, circle at well. that point. Like, yeah, like, be with everybody. You know, I mean, you've been with everyone yeah. else. Like, so. <laughs> so I liked that Tristan, like, she told Tristan she'd wait for him. She mm-hmm. said, I'll wait for you forever. Here's a spoiler. She lied. Well, 
She was waiting for him until he until he sent her a letter. Okay, (laughs) okay. (laughs) And I like that he's like he's going around the world. Like he's sailing. Mm -hmm. He's on like a sailing vessel. He's hunting in Africa, hunting like zebras and elephants. He's in New Guinea. Guinea, And and then he sends her a letter that says, "Like uh, what we had is dead. I'm dead. I'm dead. Marry another." Yeah. And so here's where I have another major problem. Why not marry the brother that you don't have any feelings for? Why? What a stupid plot line. Why would she marry him? Like, like she doesn't like because, him. Because, Sam, there would be no plot if she didn't. <laughs> I guess it's convenient. I, I'm here. I might as well marry this guy. Like, there's no other men for you to meet. Right. Or just don't but get... But Aiden Quinn, and he's one of the good-looking yeah. ones. And I also don't really understand why she even had to get married. Right. Like, she didn't have to be with anybody. She didn't love him. She could have just no, been a she single was, woman. No, she wasn't forced in a corner. Yeah. She probably had money from and her parents, I bet you. I bet. And I think um, Anthony Hopkins liked having her around. So yeah. I think she could have lived on the ranch and been fine. Yeah. And she could have lived a life with them and they could have been her family. She didn't have I was to get more married. on board with her getting together with Anthony Hopkins <laughs> than I was with, with Alfred. Because I was like... They could just have, like, but, like, think about it this way. They could have just, like, a nice, easy relationship. It doesn't even have to be really, like, overly romantic. It could be just a nice, like, loving relationship. You know what I mean? And But it just, it, it, it was just, like, why, yeah, you're right. Why, why get together with I don't with understand Alfred? it. You I know, it's like, like <laughs> first of all, he's, like, he's sloppy thirds. He knows <laughs> that she doesn't feel anything for him. He's basically picking the easy fruit because her heart has been broken. Yeah. And I just think it's so sad for both of them. Like, neither one of them had to be with each other. And it's weird, and it doesn't make sense why he wouldn't have found a different woman. Well, and it doesn't, like, really fit, seemingly, with his personality. No. That he would pine after her for so long and then be like, oh, hey... So, like, I know my brother screwed you over, but I won't. Yeah. So, you should get with me. Yeah. And also, I'm rich and I dress really nice. Yeah, and he, like, decided to become a congressman. You know, as I was I was watching the movie, the entire time I was like, I would have chosen Alfred. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I, I thought first Alfred of all, was kind of boring. I don't really like living in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. I'm not really a country girl. I like living in the city. Yeah. Um, I would prefer to live so- with someone who can provide me a life in the city. And the young one was just kind of... I didn't, yeah, he didn't, <laughs> like he was, didn't get to know him very much. I didn't care so much for Samuel. Yeah, no. I thought Alfred was... Tristan was too wild. Too pathetic. Um, I liked Tristan before the war because I liked that he was like an independent spirit. And I can see why she would have been attracted to that. Oh, me too. I mean, but, for sure. I mean, like, after the war with the PTSD. Actually, like, it's a really interesting study. And I, while the movie was going, uh, when he started exhibiting signs of PTSD, I thought to myself, <laughs> oh, okay, so she's not going to have a romance with the older brother. What's going to happen is the older brother and Tristan are going to mend fences when the older brother tries to help him with his PTSD. And I thought that was how the movie was going to play out. And I was so wrong. (laughs) I'm giving her this like, and you were wrong. (laughs) Um, No, it's just, yeah. The plot lines. So if you were her, who would you have chosen? Well, I would have chosen, well, 
If you had to choose. If I had to choose, I would choose Tristan. He's okay. the most interesting. Okay. Yeah, no, the, the, like, the entire time I was like, I would have chosen Alfred. Yeah. Yeah. Alfred was kind of boring. He's, I, I he's stable. Yeah. He, he's, I think at that point, I, I agree with you, but Tristan's too wild. I'm, I'm just kind of not that person. You know what I mean? Like, I like stability. I like, I would agree with you that maybe Alfred is a little boring, but I didn't really think he was that boring. I liked him as a character, you know? I, I don't think he was a bad character. No, I he wasn't. Funny, was, there were some I thought, things that were written badly. <laughs> the whole movie. Um, <laughs> Ayo. Ayo. <laughs> okay, so let, now that us Susannas have chosen our Tristans and our Alfreds. Um, <laughs> so Tristan comes back finally from his journey. It was yeah. years long. It took years. Yeah. Like, I... I I don't know how long, maybe like six or eight years. It seemed like it took a long time. So, so Isabel too was 13 when you first met her. Oh, and then she was 20. Yeah, yes. and she was 20. So okay. however long with the war, yeah, seven overall years. it was seven years. And so Tristan comes back, and in that time we've learned that his father, Anthony Hopkins, had a stroke mm-hmm. and couldn't speak. And I really liked Homecoming when he, when Anthony Hopkins came out. And they had to help him out because he couldn't really walk and he had a little chalkboard. And he couldn't talk and all he did was write, and happy. Yeah. Like that his was favorite cute. song was home. And I thought that was a really nice moment. I really liked that yeah. between the two of them. And Tristan's sort of like giving gifts to everybody. Mm-hmm. And he finds out that uh, Susanna and Alfred got married and Alfred yep. is in Congress. He's a senator or congress- congressman now. And they have a really nice big house in Helena, Montana. And I like that you see on Tristan's face, like, no, this this makes sense because I messed up with her. I right. messed up. But he was messed up. Yeah. And he they could have never had, like, a... Yeah. I mean, well, not with the baggage he was carrying no. from the war. He was... And who knows if he had maybe in, like, his in his own, like, twisted mind, like, maybe felt resentful towards her, even though it wasn't her fault, just because she was, like, married or she was engaged to his brother, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's someone who has PTSD obviously is not thinking like in a in a normal fashion. You know, they're thinking in a in a way that person has PTSD thinks, and so she could be like, "Oh, this is like I know it's not Susanna's fault, but also like part of me deep inside blames her for it because it's just how I think." You yeah. know? Yeah. So well, yeah, like, if she'd never come to the ranch... Yeah, like, so I many mean... Things would not, so many bad things wouldn't have happened. Yeah. The brother still probably would have died, but... Yeah. I liked... So, the voiceover called her not, like, a refreshing rain, but she was more like water that gets into a rock and freezes, freezes and splits yeah. it, and I thought that was a really colorful, like, poetic way of describing it. Me too. She sort of split... She split the family, but she... Like, through no fault of her own, really. Right. I mean, it was their fault. Yeah. Yeah, they and, were... Like, yeah, I mean... Yeah, so... If Tristan hadn't been so hot with his long, gorgeous, blonde, flowing hair, I mean... He's Pantene <laughs> Pro-V styling. He's like, oh, hey. And she's like, yeah. oh, my lord. I like that he knows <laughs> that he screwed up, and he knows that life went on without him. And he goes and sees her, and it's very emotional, and... Then he comes back, and this is the thing that I wondered if you would notice. Okay. Are you ready for it? I'm ready. So he's in the stables, and Isabel, too, comes up. 
And she's a beautiful grown woman. Yep. With the most astonishing, mysterious, nonsensical, broken English and strong accent that I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I didn't notice that at all. And the little girl, I have a video of her. Actually, now that you said it, I do it. The little girl has no accent at all. And the adult, Isabel too, has a very thick accent. And it makes no sense. And the That's continuity really bothered me. me. And I thought, okay, okay. The actress that played the little girl and the actress that played her as an adult very looked very alike, so I, I can see I why they that. cast I was them. really happy that they yeah, did that. Yeah, they did a really good job casting. However, if the adult actress was unable to do a non-regional American accent like the little girl did, have the little girl do an accent. Yeah. See, I didn't even notice that, but now that you pointed it out, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's you're bad. Right. It's yeah. really bad. It's lazy. It is lazy. And anyway, so she's really beautiful. Yeah. And I actually, I, I have to separate... I have to separate the story because I think it's really strange to know someone as a child and have a sexual relationship with them as when they're an adult. Time traveler's wife. I yes, time traveler's wife. Yes, that's another good inappropriate relationship because yeah, that's weird. They met each other when she was like twelve, and then like this. Like I only read the book; I didn't see the movie because I was like, I don't want to ever go through that again because I already hated the book anyway. <laughs> yeah. So like. Um, but, like, his, like, gift towards her when she was 18 was to give her oral sex. Yeah. She was starting to freak out in their little meeting place, and he didn't want people to hear. So he was like, I got to do something quick. And so he, I feel like that's why he did it, right? Because he wanted to keep her quiet. No, he did it because he knew that it was, like, her favorite thing as, as an adult. He I'm wanted so to funny. give her, like, and I, I was like. I remember that accurately, but I remember it being really creepy. It was like, I didn't, I mean, again, yeah. I didn't see the movie. Also, I don't really like Urkana. And, you know... Anyway, so... Whatever. <laughs> I think it's... I don't like that as a storyline. I mean, I really enjoyed that him and Isabel ended up together. I did, too. I like that, too. it makes sense that they would all move on. Like... Right. He messed... The war messed him up. The war messed up so many things in so many people's lives. And... Susanna moved on, and he moved on, and he found love, and he found happiness with somebody else, and he had a good relationship with her. Yeah, they were And they really actually cute. got married. They did. Yeah. They did and, actually get married, yeah. And I really, really liked it, and they had two children together, and I thought it was, like, kind of a beautiful little story. Like, they had a relationship, but in my head, I have to, I have to draw a line. I have to pretend that it's two different stories, because I think it's really weird. It's to know somebody as a child and for a child to have a crush on an adult and then to be with them when they're, I don't like it. No, yeah, I agree. It's, um, it's weird. It it always, you know what kind of, this is, like we were talking about Little Women before. Mm -hmm. Uh, Lori and Beth's relationship always kind of weird. Amy, yeah, Lori and Amy. Amy, Amy, that's it, Amy. Mm -hmm. Um, Lori and Amy, like. Because, like, he sees her when she's older, and I was like, but you knew her when she was, like, this bratty little kid. Yeah, yeah. Like, and now he's like, I'm going to have sex with that. <laughs> like, and you're like, uh, okay. I think in, uh, it's interesting. Also, if we're going to go into Little Women for a okay. second, like, it's kind of a weird storyline as well, just because he loved Joe so much. Yeah, I, I agree. And uh, the new Little Women addresses that a little bit, and I like that. Like, he talks about how his love for Joe is different than his love for Amy, and I think okay. that's interesting. And also, um, the Winona Ryder Little Women 
makes the age difference seem much greater than the new Little Women, okay. so it's not quite as hard. But the Winona Ryder one is my favorite. It's better, I think. But the new Little I need, Women... I need to see the new ones. Too. I think um, Greta Gerwig did a really good job addressing things that um, you're like, yeah, that's weird, you know? Was Christian Bale in the original? Yes. Yeah, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that was the first thing I ever saw Christian Bale, Bale in. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I love young Christian Bale. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I just think the, the storyline of, like, child and then now she's an adult, I I don't like it so much. But I actually really liked that he was able to find some peace and happiness with her. No, I, I agree with you. It's it's a weird situation. But I do really like that they had a child. They had a son and they named him Samuel. They had two kids. Yeah, I don't know what the second kid's name was, and I would never find out. But and then they run into Alfred and Isabel, or mm-hmm. sorry, they run into Alfred and Susanna at like a fair. Yep. And Susanna is sort of like a mess of emotions because they haven't had children, and they named Tristan and Isabel named their first son Samuel, which is what Susanna said she wanted to do, and. So and then also my like, heart broke for Susanna on that part. It really, I just I. I really felt for her. I think it was a very complicated and weird situation. And I just, she just like, she wanted kids and she wanted to name her kid after Samuel. And now it's like, it's like a different woman has her life. Yeah. Like she wanted to be with Tristan and she couldn't. And now she's with Alfred who was never even in the running really. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just, I really felt for her. It was. I did. I think if the movie was done better, it's a nice exploration of, how much war steals from people. Yeah. War is like a means to an end, but the things that war steals is so far reaching. Yeah. And I just really, if this movie was made so much better, it's a really good study in all the things that were taken from them without their consent. Yes. You know, and I think that's interesting, but it's just not done very well. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. I had I started thinking about the director, and I started thinking about his name, and I was like, Edward Swick. Man, that sounds really, really familiar. Because he directed The Last Samurai. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, you're right. Oh no. That's why I was like, keep talking, I have to oh, look something no. up, because I like... I started getting a feeling. I was like, I didn't want to say it because I wasn't sure. But I was like, I have a feeling he directed. Because you can see a lot of similar um, directorial like aspects, like the weird slow motion. Oh. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah and now so that I know they're done by the same person, I'm like, dramatic. shit, they are done by the same person. So dramatic. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. And then Tristan starts bootlegging because it's the 1920s yep. during Prohibition. But Alfred voted on some law that, like, makes bootlegging illegal. Some law that he was like, no, this is, you know, against, like, again, going against, like, his brother, you mm-hmm. know? I mean, that's just, I, I think that a big, you know, a big part of the, the story is Alfred, the difference between Alfred and Tristan. Yeah. Tristan is this wild boy who wants to just run around and ride horses and, you know, and and Alfred wants to be in Congress and wants to live in the city and, and wants to have just, like, a normal life. And, like, not that living on a ranch isn't normal, but, you know, like... I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. Just, like, a, an average city life. Mm-hmm. And or he has he has a lot more of higher... Um, aspirations than Tristan does whereas 
I mean, <clears throat> the like the difference between them is night and day, really. And even the way that they look, you know, uh, Tristan's blonde and Alfred is, you know, dark hair. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. So basically, Tristan's sort of running from the law, and the only reason they corner him and the the they tell him like the only reason you're alive is because your brother's a congressman. But then. They see him bootlegging at the fair, and they corner him on the road. He's in the car with, like, the Native American guy and one stab. Isabel II's mother yeah. and their two kids and Isabel II, and they shoot, they corner them on the road, and they shoot a machine gun, or, like, a Tommy gun into the air, and it ricochets and kills Isabel II. Which, okay, <laughs> I had a huge issue with that because it was, okay, I'm... I actually did some research because I was curious. I was like, I wonder if you could die from a gunshot wound to the shoulder. You can. However, the way that they made it seem, there was like, first of all, almost no blood. Yeah. So she would have bled out. That's how she would have died. And it was in her shoulder. So I was like having a really hard time believing. And like their reaction with how immediate it was where they're like, oh my God, she's dead. I'm like. Are you sure she's dead though? Like she just only got shot in the shoulder, and there's like no blood. Like I just, I I couldn't. If the it had hit her in the heart, I would have been like, okay, she's dead. But I could not. I just couldn't believe that she just immediately died from getting shot in the shoulder. Yeah, I had like a really hard time believing that. Yeah. It was very like, it was convenient. Yeah. Yeah, and it was like, but it was a convenience that I. I was like, no, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with this. I don't think it's, I don't like it. Yeah, I, it surprised me. I did not think she was going to die. Yeah, it just, and it, I thought, it, you know, just more drama. And he carried her body off to, I guess, cut her heart out as well. They Which it was that. weird too. Like, it's why like, would you? Guys obsessed with hearts. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, also like. He, he's like wailing and keening and like oh no she's dead and he like lifts her up and carries her off and I was like where are you going yeah. <laughs> like, what are you gonna yeah, do the road that? is encompassed by rocks like it's in the mountains it's not like he's walking off to a field I don't know like it was, it was just dumb it was just so yeah it was dumb it was very dumb and then so something else so and then after that, everyone's super emotional, and, and they make Tristan go to jail for, like, 30 days because he takes revenge on uh, the people who did it. Mm -hmm. And just to make things right, he goes to jail for 30 days. And Even though he kills, like, five people, yeah, but sure, 30 and days. Is Susanna comes, or no, I'm sorry, he goes to jail because it was bootlegging, but then oh, that's right. after that, he kills, sorry, I had it mixed up, but Susanna comes to visit him in jail. And she was like, I wished that Isabel was dead. And I wished that Samuel was dead. Or, or I was yeah. glad Samuel was dead or something. She wanted to be with Tristan. And I thought that was kind of a weird thing to say to someone I whose wife just died. super fucking weird. Like, his wife just died. And regardless of the history that you guys had together, he loved his wife. Yeah. And his wife is dead now. And like, you said, I just wanted died. her to die. And then something I don't get... And I can't get on board with is then she goes and commits suicide. I and I don't know why she kills herself. I, don't I have know no either. idea why. I thought I I didn't really get why she was cutting off her hair. It didn't seem like it really made sense with yeah. like what was happening. Um, and then yeah, she's just like, oh, there's a gun, boom, and it was just like, 
I didn't even care. Yeah, I, I didn't, didn't care either. that she died. Like I was just like, it oh, no, it made no sense to me. Sad. Like, I was Why like, did she kill herself? Did I she was think? Like, I was like, Google, what emotion should I be feeling? Right now? <laughs> like, I was just like, I was so like, I was just, I just didn't care. Like, me neither. I was, I it was, was so, I was so bored with the whole thing. Yeah. But also, I don't understand it. I it, don't. It understand just didn't make any sense. Like because you. Everything was in your life, like, everything was messed up for everybody, but I don't know why she killed herself. Yeah. And I was hoping that you would have some insight, but I um, guess... I have no insight. Because the movie is... I have absolutely no insight. Yeah. I think that um, my insight is that it's poorly written. Yes. I think that's probably good. <laughs> yeah. I think it's... I, I honestly, like, I can't think of anything other than, like, I... Like... Why? Just What's more the point? drama, I guess. Yeah, it's like, yeah. it's not, like, I mean, she hadn't seen Tristan in what, like, a long-ass time. Yeah, it's been years. Several years. She's with his brother Alfred. It seems like they have a somewhat loving relationship, yeah. you know? I think, yeah, they seem like they were fine. They were they fine like they were together. pretty happy, yeah. you know, overall. Like, they were affectionate towards each other. They clearly liked each other. Like, mm-hmm. it was just... And, and Isabel dies, and then she just was like, "Boom! I'm just gonna kill myself." It just yeah. yeah, it was it was totally weird. And much like I don't understand why Alfred would pine away for someone who obviously doesn't want to be with him. I didn't really understand why she would pine away for someone who treated her so poorly because he yeah. left and sent her that letter. And I understand there's a difference because like if somebody you really loved who broke your heart comes back into the picture, those feelings very well could arise oh yeah for but sure. at the same time they would be years old like they would be they wouldn't be fresh feelings they would be like old feelings and you'd have to sort through that emotion but you'd also have anger at them for what they did to you and you would hopefully have this new life that you're living right now well you know that would that would sort of eclipse you know the, the feelings that are coming back may be strong for a little while, but the way your life is now, I would hope would eclipse that. Right. Well, and also like, why did she stay there? She has no reason to stay. She has nothing holding her there. Like she, she had likes to marry the, the brother. <laughs> <laughs> like that. That's ex- okay. So this is exactly what I'm saying. It would make more sense for her to get together with the dad <laughs> yeah. if she's going to stay yeah. there because Alfred's not living there. Alfred's right. long gone. Tristan's long gone. Samuel's dead. So she has no reason to stay there. But if they had or had some sort of relationship with the father, that would have made more sense. I would and even, that would have given her a reason to stay. I like. I don't. I don't think I'd want them to be in a romantic relationship. But they could be in a very symbiotic father daughter type relationship. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Oh, that okay. That's what I'm saying. It's like any. But there was no real relationship between them. You never really right. see them talking. Yeah. It's like I would have loved to just had like a couple like. Just really, like, cute scenes where they're, like, by the fire and they're, like, laughing and enjoying each other's mm-hmm. company or anything like that. Yeah. But there was no... It didn't seem like there was any emotional connection with, like... She liked Isabel, too, and that was kind of where it seemed like it ended. Yeah. You know, like, it doesn't... Exactly. She, yeah, I don't even think you ever see her talk to, like, one stab or yeah, the no. pet or uh, the other guy. Um, it was just like it's it's very strange. It's very very strange. Because if it were me, I would be like, I don't have anything left here, and I don't want to stay here. I want to leave. You know, like I yeah. would be like, I, I'm not in love with Alfred, so I'm not yeah. going to be like forced into a marriage with him. I can just go back to right. where I came from. Right. Yeah. So, so that's yeah. I'm just. I. It's weird. It's very weird, and uh, the motivations of the characters are very hard to pin down. They are. And 
So and that's then, like that's like okay, and that bothers me too because so I've been on Pinterest a lot. Pinterest has a lot of good tips for writing, and one of the things that I keep reading over and over again is that your character needs to have a motivation. Every single character needs to have, even if it's like I have to get my shoes on, like even if it's simple, mm-hmm. and they have to have a motivation. Because that's what makes the story interesting, and that's what compels the characters to keep doing what they're doing. Exactly, and pushes the flat, the the plot, the the plot further. The plot. Did I ever tell you about them one time? I was um, I was like texting a friend, and I was trying to tell them they have to work much harder. But instead of writing much harder, I wrote, "You're gonna have to work murder." <laughs> oh, nefarious. <laughs> Ulterior motives. <laughs> I like just smash them together. Might as well. Yeah. Murder is just working much harder. It is. Yeah. Right. It is very yeah. 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 There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So, so then after that, he kills him and um who uh Tristan and Isabel II's father kill the the people yeah. and then the remaining people lawmen come to the ranch. And there's like a shootout, and Alfred appears out of nowhere and like saves the dad's <laughs> life. And then the dad and Alfred finally make amends and they hug, even because they hadn't talked in years. Like, but like the shootout is like slow motion, Ugh. super over dramatic. Oh and then there's gosh. one point where Brad Pitt like jumps in front of his dad and he's like, ah, like this, yeah, like yeah. this slow mo. And I was just, I was laughing. I wasn't, I didn't care. I was like, I was so to the point, I think I actually checked how much time was left, like, twice, maybe, throughout the movie. So I was like, okay, like, it's like, it's been, like, two hours at least. Like, no, it hasn't been two hours. Um, And it was just so dumb. It was just such a dumb shootout. Like, and then the ending. So so then there's more voiceover, and they say, you know, like, Tristan lived to a long, an old age, and everybody that he loved died young, died younger than him. Yeah. So he got to see his kids, like his grandchildren, basically, and then the <laughs> end scene where he dies in a slow motion, super bear corny attack. bear attack. He's <laughs> like fighting the bear. Like, the bear and him... And there's one point that I started laughing out loud because the bear, like, shakes him around like a dog with a toy. And... I, I feel like they should have just made it a ragdoll and made it comedic. Just, I totally, I'm laughing because it was just so dumb. Yeah. That, like, it was so dumb. And I was ready for them to bring the bear back, too, because, like, you're you're going to, it's got to be brought back, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it was just like, what? <laughs> it was so cheesy. And, and if it had been done in a good way, that made sense, that would have been one thing, but it just, well, I think we could have, what they could have done is, like, they could have shown the scene where the horse gets spooked by the bear and leaves, so he's stuck with the bear, and then have them lunging at each other and go to credits. Yeah, I don't need to see the bear like, or like the weird in a comedic fashion. Like, yeah, the weird Edward Zwick slow yeah, motion. Yeah, slow like, motion. Oh, painful. You know, Eddie, yeah. if you're listening, man, stop that shit. It's awful. <laughs> it's fucking bad, man. And I know it's been like 27 years, but you need to quit it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, 27 years, and then I think Last Samurai is like 17 years old, so. Yeah. yeah. So, all so, in all, I would never, ever, ever recommend this movie. I wouldn't either. I would never watch it again. Yeah. I, like, 
you would have to like tie me up to get me to watch it. Oh it's, my gosh. I'm not like if I it'd be one thing if I was like a huge fan of Brad Pitt, then I'd be like like if I was really like I thought he was really attractive. I love Brad Pitt, but I'm not a big enough fan to like no. wanna watch that movie again. No. No. I it was just yeah. bad. Yeah. It's just bad. Yeah. It's a bad movie. I'm sorry, Mom. I know how she would talk about this film. But yeah, yeah. So but it it's was, on Amazon Prime if you want to watch it. Just don't watch, watch it. any other. Think of a movie right now and watch whatever you're thinking of <laughs> instead. So no, don't watch Legends. Yeah, the, Legends of the Fall. I wouldn't recommend it. If you're gonna watch a Red Pit movie, watch Fight Club. Watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Watch Twelve Monkeys. Watch anything else. Seven is great. Like what's in the box? <laughs> It's a copy of your DVD. No wonder he flipped out. It's a copy of Legends of the Fall on DVD. <laughs> like, oh my god! Copy Legends of the Fall! You know I hate that film? <laughs> yeah, I think it's the film that really made him famous. Oh, yeah, probably, yeah. yeah. So, um, I do remember when that movie came out, and I remember knowing who Brad Pitt was after that movie came out, even though I never saw the movie at the time. So, it really was his, like, I think it was his breaking point. Yeah. So... The cream um, rises to the top. <laughs> I have a, a mother who mentions Legends of the Fall every time you mention Brad Pitt, so yeah. I never forgot it either. <laughs> I love you, Mom. You're the best. <laughs> so find us on find Spotify. Us on, yeah, Spotify, SoundCloud. Um, I interrupted you. I'm sorry. Google Play. I'm going to keep interrupting you. iTunes. <laughs> um, we're on Instagram at um, Watchers of Movies and same with Facebook. And if you have an inquiry or you have a suggestion, please contact us at watchersofmovies at gmail.com. And thanks to Mike for the music. Find him on Twitter at the Mike Show 42 His name is Mike Myers. Yep. Thank you, Mike. Thanks, Mike. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. I and give us five stars on iTunes, guys. Like, yes. If you like us, tell people about us. Give us good reviews. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Bye.